Chick, chick, chick. Good morning. Tuesday, September the 15th. Seems a significant day, I guess just because of the number 15, 30. I like days like that. Um, I'm parked under the maple at uh, St. Andrew's Cemetery here in Scarborough. A historic spot, an old trailway from the uh, Aboriginal people. Like it's a ridge up here just above Thompson Park. And it's a beautiful spot, although it's a little busier than usual today. There's a big tour bus here, and I guess maybe church members are going out on some excursion, maybe to see the fall colors, or it's a little early, but who knows. So uh, some traffic around, but still I'm parked facing the uh, gravestones, and it's, it's beautiful, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's calm. And I guess that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. You know, it's really funny. I mean, you never hear me record from home. I just don't. I could. My basement's a great spot, except when the furnace kicks on. Um, I'm self-conscious. My son is home all the time, so if I could go out on the deck, but if his window was open just above the deck, uh, I sort of feel maybe my words will drift up and maybe that will inhibit me somewhat. So... It's just, uh, and I don't have a home studio. I've got my computer. I, I don't need it. I don't want it. This is my preferred stuff. Why am I justifying this? This is the way I like to podcast. Get out. Get away. Uh, now, this morning, it's a little different. It's um, 20 after 9. I was supposed to be at Unity Auto having my oil changed at 9 a.m. But um, when I uh, woke up, my son walked past Dad, I've been up all night, I can't breathe. My asthma's back. And the poor fellow, he has not slept, he can't lie down because his airways closed. He, he felt like he was just really dying. So he's been sitting out on the railing on the deck, um, just trying to breathe and get in some air. So that's the direction the morning has taken. So I called my doctor right away. They said, well, just fax over the prescription, which I always go to the same shopper's drug mart, even though it might cost a little more. I love the service there. They know me. It's just they always help out. And immediately, boom, I just they called it up. Oh, hasn't had that since 2010, five years since the last refill. <laughs> but, of course, they had it on record. I faxed it over immediately or sent it over. So I'm just waiting for word for uh, that to be ready. And uh, that will help him a great deal, and uh, that's what has to be done. So whether or not I'll go for an oil change afterwards, take my chances. Uh, it's something I neglected, and I drove all the way to uh, New Brunswick and back, as you know. And I should have had the oil change before then. It's been too long. I'll start looking after this car. I also asked him to... Look for the leak because um, I don't even know if I talked about it, but when I drove through Quebec, yeah, and it was pouring rain all day and I was going to high speed on the highway, the um, floors, passenger side, just got soaked. So all the water came in. 
Um, I installed a little device yesterday uh, sent to me by the CAA, where I have my uh, Canadian Automobile Association, where I have my house and car insurance. And apparently, if I put this in, they'll immediately give me, I don't know, maybe just a 5% discount. But our insurance costs thousands of dollars for my wife and I. If my son gets his license, when my son gets his license, boom, another 2000 added on. It's crazy. Uh, but this thing will do it, and if they monitor it, if I don't, you know, if I'm not doing 140 consistently on the 401 and uh, screeching to a halt and so on, if my driving patterns seem somewhat safe... Uh, I think I'll get a further 10 or 15% discount or total of 15, I don't know, something like that. Anyway, it's a cut. And given how much we're paying, it means something. I've really got to start looking after my finances, seeing as how so little is coming in. I know, I know, nobody wants to talk about money, but I have to get it out of my system. Yesterday, I finally, I've been just stacking up all my bills. Now, I run a business... I've got to keep track of expenses. I mean, my accountant needs that. I've got to file tax reports and everything else. And the summer comes and I just get a little lazy and I just keep putting them in a pile. So yesterday I put all the piles all over the floor as I've done before. Here's the Amex. Here's the visa. Here's the personal visa. Here's the home line, you know, and then this and this and this and this. So there's maybe 20 piles on the floor that I still have to file, but at least that's a start. But one of them... <laughs> was a figure from Netfirms for $125. And I've never seen that number before. And, of course, you look in the small print, it's it's ninety three ninety four U.S. Well, 125 Canadian now. Holy shit. And that's for August. Well, I don't know what that's for. So I've been paying Netfirms for, you know, domain registration for Canadian study tours and, and for tw- quarterly I pay for Canadian study tours. Uh, somebody else, I don't know. Another organization, but I haven't really kept track, and nobody sends invoices. They just boom. They got your credit card number, it just goes through automatically. Um, I registered a brewery name for my son. That's going through uh, in case he ever starts the brewery he'd like to. So, anyway, you know, these bills are going to say, hey, I got to stop the bleeding here. I got to stop the bleeding. So I call them and I get hold and say, oh, yeah. And they check down. Yeah, it's you. It's you. It's your card. I already know who you are. Yeah, that's for your uh, Canada Japan Society. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I haven't been on that board for years now. What is this? Well, I've been paying since 2012 for the annual fees for the Canada Japan Society website. And had the dollar not gone down and jacked up this price to 125 on my August Amex bill, I wouldn't have known. It just would have slipped through. And you could say, yeah, that's shoddy. But, hey, my summer is busy. I don't have a chance to go through all this stuff. I'm off with my students. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that's what it was. So I'm claiming back $365. So to me, it's almost like income. It's money already spent. But it's like, hey, give it back to me. So I've, I've fired off an email. Hey, guys, get my name off that. Uh, stop. You know, we got to stop. we got to change the billing here. This is not right. Anyway, then there's another $500 I've got to apply for, for rebate for when I had the acupuncture and the massage. Yeah, I know. It's boring. It's just, before I can get to anything real, 
like how I feel about my son and, and how I stood there beside him on the deck and that one little patting on the back kind of meant some. I don't know, is that my phone or what the hell is that interference? I don't know. Um, it, it was touching and I really feel for him and I, I feel for the situation he's in and I, I guess it's, it's hard to talk about that. I suppose, but I'm as much as I'm celebrating number one son being in Japan and preparing for some art festival and having fun and a couple of friends are going to fly over and join in there and he'll give them a tour and his Japanese is getting better and all of that, you know, and then he's flying back to Melbourne to pick up his old job and and when a child leaves a nest, and I guess particularly a male, because I'm, I am, I don't know if sexist, chauvinistic, I suppose, I would be worrying about my daughter living anywhere in the world if I had a daughter on her own, unsettled, taking different jobs. I, I'd just be, I mean, I, I couldn't handle it. But with a son, no worries. But I am very, very concerned about my number two son, and I don't know what's to be done. So, what I have to do now is get home and say, hey, help us on the way. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know where else to run. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, the wedding. I promised I'd talk about the wedding, so let's get that out of the way. Um, my wife did go home on her own. Uh, it was fine. She stayed for supper. I we, we had very, very clear instructions, although her night vision isn't very good. Neither is mine. But she was clear, no, you stay for the, you know, they're, they're, there was a lot more to happen. You know, they, they had to make announcements. There was going to be a traditional Nigerian dance because her family, the family she married into is Yoruba. And it was absolutely wonderful to see all these people in full Yoruba costume. The, the clothing, the, the, what do you even call them? The cloaks? No, the... The outfits the men and the women were wearing with their hats and beautiful, beautiful material. This is a pretty wealthy family, very highly educated. They flew in from all over. Um, and it was funny because it was in contrast to the groom's side of the family. His mother is from rural Ontario. Uh, most of their family have grown up and still remain there, so it was like her sisters and brothers and uncles from a very, very small part of the world with a very I guess, limited world experience, maybe I'll put it that way. And here we are with the Nigerian family who were worldly and uh, highly educated with, you know, masters and PhDs and, and uh, lived all over the place and all well-established and wealthy. It, it was It was an interesting contrast, okay? I'm just saying that. Uh, but wonderful, wonderful ceremony. The dancing when they put on some Nigerian music, it just it just struck me deep, you know, in my core. Wow, I haven't heard that for so long. And I sat with one, I guess, uncle of the um, of the bride, and we started talking. And I started talking about bushmeat, and I started talking about the music, and I started talking about the fellow. I just mentioned on the last podcast, uh, Don Williams, and we went on. Like, of course he knew Don Williams, and it was wonderful that we, we laughed and, and talked about how popular he was and 
that all the things I had told you, it just came back to life again in this conversation. And then I mentioned Ogogoro. And Ogogoro was that very rough, locally distilled, uh, pure alcohol drink nicknamed Push Me Push You. And when he found out I drank Ogogoro, he just went wild. Oh, my God. These were most of the family were non-drinkers. They were uh, devout Catholics. Um, so I grabbed the great big growler of uh, Mill Street and had a good part of it my, to myself at our table. But a wonderful, wonderful conversation with him. And, and just to be at a wedding, you know, a family wedding, you know, my cousin's only son marrying into this international Nigerian family, strongly Yoruba, which is a very proud tribe. And, uh, I mean, they dominate the whole south eastern part of Nigeria, all from Ibadan area. It was it was terrific. It was just exciting and wonderful to see everybody in their you know, their native clothing, let's put it that way. Uh, terrific. So, uh, good time. I left at midnight and, uh, you know, the, the choice was my cousin Dave is saying, no, stay, 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 you know, plenty of places to crash. And it was, they had a whole building to themselves, like bedrooms everywhere. It was a, a Catholic, um, private school so there were there were rooms where this is where the brothers used to sleep and so there were bedrooms for everybody who traveled out of town and I could have crashed almost anywhere and I thought no no my wife left after dinner and that was fine I stayed for the uh, the drinks in the beginning of the celebration and the uh, exchanges the bride and groom gave to each other in terms of how they met and the whole story and with a guilt-free conscience conscience I walked up the street, flagged down a taxi, and had the most wonderful taxi ride. I never take taxis. It's a $50 ride when you throw in the tip. But uh, well worth it this time. It was raining, and I thought, this is crazy. I'm not looking for bloody subways to get myself a grown man back to Scarborough. And a wonderful time. He was from some islands off India that I'd never heard of before. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't have the piece of paper with the name of them right here. At one point, uh, the Danish had them, the Indians had them, or India had them, uh, the British had them. There's a penal colony at one point. Islands in the uh, Pacific Ocean, I guess, in the Indian Ocean, I suppose. Sorry. No. Pacific, maybe. Uh, yeah, because the Japanese had them at one point, too. Uh, any very, very interesting part of the world. And, and just this wonderful talk with a man from India. The kind of thing you can have in Scarborough if you sit there and you're just open and you're in the mood and you just talk about somebody's life and where they're from. And it was it was great. It was, it was as enjoyable as some other parts of the evening, just the taxi ride home, okay? I like talking to people. I like exchanging. I like being polite and nice and friendly. Um... So, you know, that was midnight when, by the time I left. Now, what was my point? Damn it, damn it, damn it. Wasn't there a a point to this? That was the wedding. Oh, shit. I thought I had to get something in there. Yeah, it was about the the decision about letting my wife go. Oh, yeah, the, the directions. It was so easy. I said, look, as soon as you just get out of this parking lot, turn right along this road, and you're at Young. Go straight up Young straight along Eglinton, your home. Turn right at Eglinton. And it was clear enough and easy enough. Uh, her cell phone was dead. She wouldn't have had a map, but the directions are fine. I phoned home, of course, afterwards and made sure she was back safely. So, guilt-free I stayed, and at the same time, I did not have to be the last one. My cousin stayed up till 4 a.m. Fortunately for me, I didn't, and I was able to go to church the next day and have another wonderful talk with that, uh, with Tony, 
the gentleman who is very accomplished and uh, written a lot and been involved in movie production and is a history professor. Wonderful to meet people like this and uh, and others. So, all right, gee. Okay, so it was a boring intro. I guess this was canon, not the Scarborough dude. Um, all right, I'm going to leave it there. i got to get back home and uh, make sure my son is okay. So, uh, sorry, I'll pick it up in the next place. Maybe I'll get Ken, or Scarborough dude on as a, as a guest and uh, pick up the piece a little. <sighs> Just stuff to get out of the way. And now i got to go home and do my marking of my papers to make sure my students are in the right class. And there's this shit to do, that's all. A fog fest is this weekend coming up in uh, Windsor, Ontario. The Sadies are going to be there. A whole list of fabulous bands. Tom Roque, Hannah, you coming down for it? And I'm thinking, God, I'd love to just hop on a train Friday morning or Saturday morning. Um, but I can't stand all that much, you know. And and you know, I mean, it's uh, I don't know if I'm ready to go to Windsor for another all nighter. Have you even talked to Shane whether I can stay there or not? Of course, the answer is yes. But Tom. I'd like to go, but I don't think uh, I don't think this is the time. Yep, I'm just getting old. Signing out on that note. Bye for now. planets and his stars creating havoc through my life with his influence on Mars that's why I'm stumbling down the highway on my boots of steel I should be rolling down the skyway on my cosmic wheels Cosmic wheels Cosmic wheels
Seniors' Day or something. The park is full of people. It was never this popular. I think the word has got out finally. Be like, hey, Bluffers Park, that's a place to be. So um, all the nice spots under the trees were taken. And I thought, aha, I can see just across the way my willow tree, that uh, a place I like to come in the winter. It's right on the point on the other side of the harbor where they, you know, the boats come in and out. Boat's being towed in right now. Beautiful little, like a, we would have called it a cabin cruiser, not a very big one. But it's being towed by a little motorboat. I guess it broke down at sea. Um, anyway, I thought, well, I'm going to race over there in my car, park in the boat launch area, which you're not supposed to, zip down, and sure enough, the bench was empty. So I'm very, very happy. Sometimes it, it's really important to me. In fact, it's always important to me to have my place. doesn't matter where I go, if it's, it's into a restaurant, a bar, it has to be just the right place. And it doesn't mean I'd kick somebody out and say they're in my table. I mean, of what's available, I don't do a power trip. You know, I don't reserve a table. I'm just saying, scouting around, one table was going to feel right. And, uh, and I have been known to get up and change tables more than once. Well, usually only once. People won't put up with more than once. <laughs> anyway, I'm in my nice right place, okay? Gazing out at the sea. It's a boat on the horizon. It's a lovely view, and it's a very calm, warm September day. It's beautiful. Um, I taught today. I did a super job. You know, probably in podcasts leading up to this one, I'm, you know, there's always that anxiety in me anyway, but God, am I going to forget? Ooh, there's a little, I guess it's a badger. A long, slinky black thing just came out. A long, skinny tail. Not a, not a badger. Not a badger. What do you call those things that um, live in the water? Uh, and, um, <laughs> not an onyx. No. <laughs> not an otter. Uh, but something like that. Slinky and small. He just came popping right up like a squirrel. 
Not much bigger than one, either. Just a little baby. Uh, that's why I like this place. You get treats. Um, so anyway, yeah, in the beginning, oh my God, I, how, you know, what do we have to do? Where do I have to do it? When do I have to do it? But I, I've put in the extra time. I came in early on days off, and I'm pretty well organized. Nobody in the whole department does a better, neater spreadsheet for attendance than I do. I mean, it's one thing I really take pride in, you know. People don't know. People sort of haven't figured out when you do copy and paste. You copy and suddenly you've got all their emails and hyperlinked texts and everything else when you get your class list. And you've got to go to special paste with just the text and nothing else. And then you've got all the names. You haven't had to write anything at all. You've copied them all at once. Anyway, I've got that down to an art. I should after six years. Um, and then today it was our second. Jesus Christ, be in my ear. Uh, it was our second class, and I gave a grand performance. I really taught well, and I, I'm happy to say that because I held their attention. I was energizing. I mean, I got them all to talk, answer questions. Uh, presented material really well and, and boiling it down to the essence I've taught this course enough to know even though it's a brand new text I can tell them what to do to pass you know and uh, address students concerns who don't want to be there I want to be on a higher level well sorry pal judging from the email you sent me you're not ready for the next level up yet anyway I felt really good about it and uh I put all I had into it. It's exhausting. You know, a three-hour class, um, It's you really give a lot. But uh, I'll do the same tomorrow afternoon for my Friday class, and that'll be it. I'm still behind, of course, in the stuff I don't like doing, which would be the marking. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the only thing that really bugs the hell out of me. Okay, so we're going to do a little housework now. Housekeeping. Housework is the reason... I'm bringing some of this up because I don't do enough. My wife made it very clear to me. Here, here's the situation. I'm on. I've got my iPad out. I'm looking for trains. It's Tuesday. There's a discount I can get. I can get to Windsor and back from Union Station for 88 bucks return on the train. Leave early Saturday morning, catch the 7.35 train, come back Monday morning on the 9 a.m. train. Perfect. Wow. The reason to go? Fogfest 7. Fogfest you know the Fog Lounge, you know Tom Lucier, Fog Tom, Shane and Tom, Squeezebox. Uh, that Tom does a lot to uh, put this thing together. The Sadies are there. There are other groups. I mentioned it, yeah, just previously. Anyway, I'm just very close to doing that. And I think, well, you know, before I do it, I should really, really talk to my wife. I, you know, there'll be a train spot. As long as I do this before midnight. I should really talk to my wife and just sort of say, um, I was kind of thinking of going to uh, Windsor this weekend. <sighs> now, my wife came in and I didn't even bring up the subject. I just knew, well, no, just close that page. We, we ain't going anywhere. Um, it was made clear to me that uh, this cat I have... I haven't been doing any of the promised vacuuming because um, I just I don't I don't see dirt I don't do it and and you know I mean okay here's the thing here's the thing let's just let's just not mince words I am lazy I am really truly deeply lazy 
I have been all my life. I will do the minimum. Now, I just said I just taught a wonderful class. I threw everything into it. So I'm, I'm contradicting myself when I do a podcast. I put a lot into it. Even it may not appear, but I am doing my best right now. Uh, when I put out this Dixon Jane zine, I will put everything into it. But all those are things that please me and entertain me and are for me. And that's the point. When it comes to a little vacuuming or going grocery shopping or preparing supper, uh, it becomes somebody else's job. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. I don't know that I'm going to change. I don't know that I can change. You've probably heard me hint about this in the past. You know, hey, this is, this is not good. Uh, but... It may even sound sometimes like I'm bragging about it. And I'm not. It, it's just it's just like... It's just a reality to me. <laughs> you know, I don't see the dust on the carpet, so I don't know why it has to be vacuumed every week. Okay, I mean, it's just stupidity and ignorance and chauvinism again on my part. My wife being Japanese and being fastidious and being hardworking... It's kind of the opposite. And that can create a little tension in the home front, okay? So that little tension in the home front was enough to make me say, ooh, we're not even going to think about going to Fogfest. So, boom, scratch. I'm sorry, I'll miss. Sheen and uh, Lauren said, hey, come on, you can stay at our place. Tom said, bummer, why not? And I'm saying, well, you know, because I'm selfish. I am. So that's Fogfest done. I left off when I podcast last time. It was 9.20 a.m. under a tree, waiting for my son's meds to come, right? I go back home. It's 10 o'clock now. My son is not breathing. Like, he is really struggling, and he's starting to lose it. Like, he's really losing emotional control of, you know, you don't know how bad this is. Like, I could die. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. Well, they should have called by now. I go back to the drugstore right away. All right, all right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I go back to the drugstore. Uh, yeah, we sent it. We sent it in straight to his doctor. I said, well, let me just check. Yeah, Dr. Vorps. Well, Dr. Vorps was, he's retired now. That's his old doctor. There's a new doctor. Oh. So, meanwhile, they haven't even started the process of trying to get the um, meds, you know, his, his not a vaporizer, you know, the uh, inhalers uh, processed because... No doctor has seen anything. It's just gone into some facts that doesn't exist anymore, even though it said success. So I say, no, 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 here, here, this doctor. So I call the doctor. Well, we haven't got anything. We haven't got anything. Well, could you check again? It just came Well, anyway, they check. There's a whole lot of other customers. She's got to get the doctor to sign it. Then they have to call back or fax back to the drugstore. The drugstore has a whole line of patients this Tuesday morning wanting meds, you know, looking like they're dying, leaning on the counter. (laughs) Give me my pills. So, anyway, I push a little harder, and by 11.30, I've got the meds. My uh, son is... Breathing, the very first puff of the very first inhaler. He's breathing. But meanwhile, there's a little bit of anger. Like, why didn't I deal with this? Why didn't I get this sooner? What the hell's the matter? It's just an inhaler. Why couldn't they just give it to me? And uh, 
he's just not a happy customer and I'm feeling well not only am I a shitty husband but I'm a shitty father because I just didn't deal with this sooner or earlier uh, I have some visitors right here right now uh, getting their pictures taken because it's a prime location and that's fine with me they're uh, three attractive young ladies so I'll just carry on with my game alright so we've done the husband we've done the father we've done the fog uh, the wedding back to the wedding I'm going backwards here the one thing I did forget to tell you about the wedding was I had a very interesting, very enjoyable, entertaining 15 minutes talking with somebody that you may know as Shad. CBC, Shad, afternoon show, Enter, you know, interviews all the musicians and artists. He happened to know the, uh, the bride, knew her in uh, London, Ontario, knew her in Vancouver, and uh, was a guest at the wedding. And my cousin says, hey, Ken, Shad's here. I said, where? I want to talk to this guy. And it was really, really pleasant. I did a much better job talking to Celebrity Shad than I did talking to uh, Margaret Atwood. <laughs> I didn't feel I had to be nice to her. Uh, I did feel I should be nice to him and let him know what a great job he did. But I asked him about, you know, what it was like to, you know, the nerves and so on. And he said, no, the people are just so interesting. You don't even feel it. And, and the guy truly is a professional. I mean, he really, really knew what he was doing. Um... I did tell him about the Dixon Janes podcast. Uh, he was going to be interviewing. This was on uh, Saturday. He was going to be interviewing Laurie Anderson on the uh, Monday. He said, do you know Laurie Anderson? Oh, my God, yes. She uh, she had William Burroughs in one of her songs. So that was just a little added bonus. Throw that out there. Okay, so now I think we can probably get on to new stuff. And uh, having done all that... I don't know if there's any uh, new stuff I can add. Like, what is there to say? I guess there's sort of a sense that I sometimes get that I'm being less than honest with this podcast. And it's, it's true. And by that I mean, it's a little bit like Facebook sometimes. Everybody just posts their great pictures. They don't post an ugly-looking picture of themselves. And I think I post, and this is, this was relating back to my conversations with my wife, where I just do what pleases me, and I'm a happy camper, but a lot of it is because I'm only serving myself, meeting my own needs. And if I need friends, I'll make friends. I'm very good at it. I've gathered a lot of friends. But at home, I'm just don't seem to be as nice a person. And it, it it saddens me because, I mean, that's where you should be the nicest. That's where you should be the best. And I really struggle with that because I, do, I don't really, in a way, know what to do about it. Um, I will, when I go to Australia, talk with number one son and go over some of the past and... Uh, I've already apologized to him where I went wrong and where I didn't do enough. I've done that on the podcast in the past. Uh, but I think I, I think I, I think I, I think I still have a lot further to go in terms of making amends and uh, making it up to my wife somehow. And how that is, I just don't know. It's anybody who is married out there knows it's not always an easy thing 
is the reality. And I guess that's the difference. Where do I meet my friends? Well, I meet them in bars over beer. Well, how could you not be having a good time? How could you not be happy? But you come home, maybe my son's asthma, I guess the point my wife was making, that asthma attack might have been related to the fact that, hey, am I the only one who's going to be vacuuming up the dust and you were the one who has the cat and the cat is probably what triggered off this bout of asthma and it's a cat that you wanted and you're doing everything for yourself and I'm feeling, wow, it kind of rings true. But it's a, it's a topic, it's a subject that... Is it too personal to go into, or too painful, or just not, I don't know, not something you share to people who you don't even know who they are out there listening? It might be something you'd share in an intimate group circle. So, I'll just sort of park it right there for now. Let's get back to the group circle. Remember I talked about that? I've got this wonderful office. I'm really at the point where I'm thinking, my, I guess I've written rent checks, and rent checks until December. And I really wonder, what is the purpose of me keeping this office? I'm not using I do I go in there once a month at the most now. It's a nice little escape. I used to use it more in the winter. I don't really need it for anything other than to store more of my crap. And if I do move out, I've got a shitload of crap to bring back home that uh, I'm going to have to sneak into the basement. So that's um, that's an issue. I see Julian just got, you know, I don't know, probably a few more million dollars from backing from another company. I was thinking, hey, I had a great little office. It just happens to be uh, Kingston Road in Maine. Maybe that's not the most desirable location, but it's a great little office. Maybe this should be a place for a breather to uh, have a little spot. Could probably make it a little cheaper than some of his others. I mean, people coming to Toronto probably right, want to be right downtown, but when you need the short-time office space, it's right on a streetcar line. Uh, it's right on a main bus line. It's very close to a main subway stop. It's very close to a go station. Well, it's not a hard place to get to. Uh, and uh, that might be some way of offsetting the rent that uh, my former business partner in the business we never started did anything and never did anything with. Uh, she and I are still splitting the rent, but she sometimes brings in students and gets paid. So there's so many little pieces of my life that... Um, I need to tidy up. I mean, the money is flowing out. I, just the other day with my son's asthma and uh, pills that I needed a refill of, it was $250 that went out. I don't know how much of that I'll get back, how much I'll claim on our, um, uh, you know, income tax, but $250 going out is a big chunk. And... I have these habits of wine and beer. Well, boom, that's LCBO, credit card, every every week. And uh, just lots of other stuff. I know I don't want to get back into money, but when it's going out and you're not bringing enough in, you've got a problem, you know. And it's too early to sell the house and raise cash. and uh, And then there's the issue of having some other place to live. Okay, that's boring. Woo. God, the sea looks beautiful now. Absolutely. It's just... It, it's a 
perfect. Oh my God, it's just amazing. The, the color of the sky is that wonderful clear September blue and very, very pale light blue on the horizon and then a richer, deeper blue as you raise your head and you look up. And the water is calm. There's no breakers, but there's ripples. So there's, there's just, it's this constant motion of waves that aren't breaking, of just movement. And so it's just, it's just absolutely beautiful. And across the path, there comes a sidhu. Now this is the first time in my life I have not been bothered because he's not hot-dogging. He's not screaming in circles. He's just cutting across and he's probably having a very nice time out there, like being on a motorcycle. Oh my God, was that me who said that? I'm tolerating the sidhu? But the image I have my eye focused on, which is so much more beautiful, is just a sailboat. Just sitting out there in the calm. So, oh my God, we've gone on for 20 minutes. Uh, this is, I'll apologize right now. I haven't even got to the end, but I'll apologize right now. This is a bit of a dull podcast. But hey, I know the true podcast aficionados don't really rate them or measure them that way. You're listening because you're listening to Ken. You're listening because you subscribe and you just put up with whatever Ken has to share, release, unload, dump, shove down your throats. No, I'm not doing any of that. Although I mentioned some of our American friends may sometimes be a little impatient with Canadians for shouting at them all the time about their politics. I did watch some of the... uh, Republican debate of the uh, people on CNN last night, and uh, our own debate comes up tonight. Ow, Jesus, it feels like I got stung. Ow, ow, ow. Um, and it really, it really was. I mean, Donald Trump looked like just complete asshole, just not, not, not fit by any means to lead a nation. Oh, the thought of even, even, I wouldn't even have him, well, you might have him for a mayor. It'd probably be money into town, a casino. But you wouldn't want to go much beyond that. And I wasn't overly impressed with any of the others. But again, it's not my country, not my vote. It's just that the reason people care is whatever America does impacts our nation. So there are more people crowding into my private space here. I think that's probably a good time to end and uh, get home and do something about supper. Last night I got pizza and panzeroni or panzerotti or whatever these things are, which I'll never order again. Uh, tonight I should go for hacka fish and uh, Thai-style eggplant and pick it up to uh, so my wife doesn't have to cook. See, that's my thing. I don't offer to cook a meal. I'll just offer to spend more money and go and buy it. That's all I feel capable of doing right now unless it's uh, frozen food, which I can put into the oven. Okay, that's it. I'll be back and I'll try and give a uh, a one-two punch to uh, end this podcast with, all right? Did I tell you I upgraded my iPhone and iPad to uh, iOS 9? I did. And uh, it's always, it used to be, uh, the bigger thrill was going up to uh, the new OS 7 and then OS 7.5 and big changes like that and 8 and 8.1 I remember those 
from when I was back in Japan, you know, it was 6.4 probably around where I started and PageMaker, an early version of Eldest PageMaker. It was so exciting. Okay, I'm just going to sneak one more thing in here just before I end uh, those articles. I said September 30th. Please, 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 if you're thinking at all of submitting something to uh, the Dixon Jane zine, send it on its merry way so that I can put it together and uh, get it done and get it out to you. I heard from Terrence. Some of you might know Terrence in uh, Japan from way, way back in the early days. Um, who did a wonderful podcast. I just can't remember the name right now. And uh, rumors are, you heard it here first, he might be coming back with a podcast. That would be fun. He's an interesting guy. He is a Blackanese. And uh, that's one of the things he talks about sometimes, as well as having a very good education and uh, being a pretty good authority on Japan, I think. All right. That's it. Bye for now. starts to fade that only makes it nicer still I love my shirt I love my shirt my shirt is so comfortably lovely I love my shirt I love my shirt my shirt is so comfortably lovely do you have some jeans that you really love ones that you feel so groovy in don't even mind if they start to fray that only makes them nicer still i love my jeans i love my jeans my jeans are so comfortably lovely i love my jeans i love my jeans my jeans are so comfortably lovely when they take them to the cleaners i can't wait to get I take them to the cleaners I'd rather wash them in a stream I'd rather wash them in a stream Know what I mean Do you have some shoes that you really love Ones that you feel so flash in You don't even mind If they start to get some holes in That only makes them nicer still I love my shoes I love my shoes, my shoes are so comfortably lovely. I love my jeans, I love my jeans, my jeans are so comfortably lovely. I love my shirt, I love my shirt, in fact I love my wardrobe.
Yeah, I believe the theme is is exposing our own hypocrisy, the sort of the things we preach but don't necessarily do, something along that line. And I am one of these people, of course, from the time I grew up in, you know, going through that summer of love at just the right time, likes to put the word love out there and uh, say this is really what it's all about. And, and honestly, I believe it's true that this is the answer to the problems. It, it's so simple. It's love, and we need more love, and we've got to give love and share love. And, and I, I, you know, that was put out there, you know, long before the rock bands got hold of it, it was certainly from the from the time of Jesus and before him. I'm sure there were other people who maybe got clobbered over the head with rocks who were saying the same damn thing. Um, we know it's the answer, and, and each of us who goes around saying something like that, you'd think we'd put it in practice, and I don't. I'm selfish, I'm, I'm self-centered, I'm wrapped up in my own ego and, and just living a life to make things right for me. And I find it very easy. I, I can give. I mean, what is love? You know, is it... I, I think it's sometimes it's a giving of time. It's a kindness. It's a sharing. It's 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 not this thing you can buy or fix, but it, it's just through your your daily interactions with people. And I find I can do it in a lot of situations. I can just be, I can give a nice smile. I can put somebody at ease. I, I'm used to working with such a variety of people. And I just know what it feels like to be to be squirming, to be uncomfortable, to be you know, in some kind of discomfort. And so I can put that out there. I can reach people, especially, well, I don't know about strangers, but people I come into contact with. But where I fail is with my own damn family. And I mean my my brother, my sister, my, my wife, my children. I don't give it. I don't show it. I don't share it. I don't make the sacrifices that are necessary. And it's a shitty thing, and I, I think one day it'll come back to haunt me. I will have, on that deathbed, you know, here I am thinking, yeah, I want to go out with a big smile on my face, having lived the life by my rules, by my terms, and yet I'm just afraid that there might be just this horrible thought, oh yeah? Think again, buddy. Think of all those times you were just out doing things that made you feel good and and not really giving to the ones who were closest to you who maybe needed you most. I don't know if that's even in the ballpark of what this is supposed to be about. You know, we're not. I'm not talking recycling here. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not trying to sound... Ugh, yeah. There it is. It's not a pleasant thing. It's not a nice thing. I don't know that I can ever fix it. I don't know that it's possible. And maybe I'm just confused about it, and I don't want anybody giving me any answers of... No, no, dude, you got it wrong. It's this way. Uh, well, that's my shitty little contribution. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Can't hear. I'm sorry if you hear any background noise. Not much I can do about it. Okay. So you've probably heard a clip just before this. That was uh, done in 2008. And I'm going on 
about exactly the same thing that I was talking about on this podcast and the one before it. It just blew me away. I always I do a random shuffle when I um, look for songs to go with each podcast. I'll, and I'll just I'll just keep hitting that shuffle, 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 and then just stop. And then maybe it'll give me an idea. Oh, okay, let's do Moody Blues. Okay, just shuffle Moody Blues or whatever, you know. And eventually, after many, many, many tries, I find the song I want. Oh, okay, that's going to fit. That's going to fit the mood or fit the message or maybe lift up the listeners, whatever. Uh, in this case, of course, it was Donovan. But while doing the shuffling, I found that clip. And it was from a joint podcast I think we did many years ago, well, 2008. Pretty sure it was The Talking Stick. And uh, there's a few of us, and we would just contribute different pieces to it. We'd pick a theme and then people who were involved. It was a great idea, and it, it just sort of died as these things do. But when I found that clip and, and listened to it, I thought, holy shit, here I am talking about being a bad husband, a bad father. Six, what, eight years ago? Seven years ago? And nothing's changed. Holy Christ, eh? So I felt I had to include it just as a, you know, for historical reference, whatever. Anyway, all that stuff that I talked about previously, uh, all the shit that's going on and I don't know how much I shared the trouble I'm having organizing next summer's tour. You know, we've lost our place at camp and got to find alternatives. And I'm, you know, just dealing with a lot of different things all at once. On, on top of which is this laziness I talked about. But bit by bit, things do get done. Like... I got the oil change I needed for my car. I mean, not that there's anything to it, but I just did it. It's off the list. Uh, and, and you know, filed some papers and uh, replied to emails. And I'm, I'm, I'm staying current. Like, at least I'm treading water, maybe, put it that way. Anyway, this was just going to be a short clip to try and sum things up and uh, put it into this podcast so that I can start fresh on another one. And, lo and behold... Guess where I am? Yep. For those of you who guessed Windsor. <laughs> right now I'm in, uh, I forget how you pronounce the name. Shoren, Sh- Shoren, Sharon, Shane, Lauren, Shaylan. I don't know, I'll have to get them to teach me. Shane and Lauren's house in suburban Windsor. In my new basement room, they've upgraded me. Last time I was in a little room with concrete floor, you know, bed by the wall. Now they've really upgraded. Like, this is a real full-scale, beautiful bedroom uh, down here with the cats. And so I'm just taking a few moments to uh, finish this off. Yes, I am here for Fogfest 7. I drove down today. My wife, uh, last night when she came home Friday night, said, Hey, I thought you were going to Windsor. I said, Oh, no, I canceled that got things to do and then today I started my day uh, with a wonderful actually omelette and bacon I just had this craving for bacon it was so good anyway I went out to get eggs came back took my time and then she just piped up from another room why don't you go to Windsor like a genuine offer and I thought you know I've sort of done everything that absolutely needed to do I'm not going to do any more work today 
there was nothing else. Nothing was going to be canceled. Nothing else was really going to get done. What the hell? So at noon, I motor on the car. Four o'clock. I'm at Shane's front door, ding-dong, after putting him through loop-de-loops because I'm saying I'm coming, I'm not coming, I'd like to come, I might be coming, I don't know if I'm coming, I don't think I'm coming, I'm not coming, and then finally today, uh, yeah, I'm coming. Is this the right address? So I'm here, and this is just to uh, say I know I'm going to have a wonderful time. Oh, that reminds me. I've got that cookie. Now, this is the thing I'm a little worried about. I've got one cookie that I've had in the freezer for months, you know, maybe a year or something. It's been frozen, so it couldn't have gone bad. And the question is, do I eat the cookie and uh, be done with it? And that will just take care of me, take me right up. And Oh, my God, it's a big cookie. I better only eat half of that. Oh yeah, it smells good, it's ginger. So I think I eat. I think I'll go with the cookie. <laughs> now, last time I had a cookie. Remember the other cookie uh, that I had the last time I did this? I hadn't frozen it. It was just sort of kept in a bag. And of course, cookies are made with real uh, marijuana THC or the ingredients turned into butter, and then they're baked. And uh, you're supposed to refrigerate them and keep them like any other thing that has butter in it. And I didn't. And I ended up really puking my guts out behind the only cafe. So I'm banking on not puking. I'm banking on this still being good because it's been in the freezer. I had it in a little baggie with Ken's, what does it say, Ken's cookie or something? Yeah, Ken's cookie. So that nobody else would take it. And uh, so that's, uh, that's next. Why don't I just take a little bite? Let's do it just a test bite. Just do. Sorry. Finish off the podcast. Mm. It still smells good. It's ginger. Mm. It's soft. Well, it's thawed out. Mmm. These are a little fun. Didn't taste as good as when it was new, I'll tell you. I took more. Alright. So, stay tuned to uh, the Baby Sally podcast, and uh, who knows what you're going to hear next. Bye for now. Guinevere of the Royal Court of Arthur Draped White velvet, silken lace The rustle of her gown on the marble staircase Sparkles on fingers, slender and pale The jester, he sleeps But the raven he peeps Through the dark foreboding skies Or the royal domain Maroon colored wine From the vineyards of Chardonnay 
is sent by the queen's lip and so gently indigo eyes in the flickering candlelight such is the silence of royal Camelot The jester, he sleeps, but the raven, he peeps through the dark, foreboding skies of the royal town. Boating skies or the royal dome. 